0: If you see an art project in the middle of nowhere, don't approach it. Written by Wrath of the Damned and narrated by Clancy Pasta. It should have just been an art project. Why would a loving God have created something that looked so harmless and yet moved and bit? like a regular animal. Perhaps God sent the car beast to my brother and me as a test so I wouldn't approach such objects in the future, but if so, why would he create and send such hideous, merciless creatures to destroy his children? My brother Jacob and I found the car beast in a field that was just past the pine forest that surrounded my family's ranch. We would regularly hike around that area and take artistic photos of the natural beauty God provided us. As long as we both carried our rifles on our backs and only explored during the day, our parents felt that we would be safe. Our first thought upon seeing the car beast was that it was just a regular wreck. Lord knows how it got out here in the middle of nowhere but it was easy to assume that someone had just dumped it there. It's only upon looking back now that I can realize there were no tire tracks leading up to it. Pity when people just dump their junk out here, I said to my brother. At least it's not on our land. Well, it could give some animals shelter at least, Jacob said. Want to take some photos of it? Could look pretty neat. What if animals are living in it? Just keep a fair distance, I guess. As we got closer, we quickly noticed that the car wasn't just a car. All kinds of random and strange decorations jutted out of the car's body. A lot of them seemed animalistic. A few spider or crab like legs of various sizes were connected to various places on the roof and the car doors. There was even one sticking out of the car's right back bumper. A few randomly sized and shaped spikes like those of a lizard stuck out of the roof, and the front trunk. We also could see three snail-like eye stalks sticking out of random places on the car's roof. Inanimate objects were present too. A few metal spatulas and spoons stuck out of the places where the roof met the car doors. Something like a traffic pole light seemed to stick up out of the windshield, as if it had transformed from the window's glass. The headlight of the car in the space just beyond it seemed to have transformed into a wooden bookshelf. The metal and glass perfectly transitioned into the wood. Jacob and I looked at each other and grinned. At that point, the thing looked rather goofy to us, if only we had thought otherwise. Seems like an art project of some kind, my brother said. Shouldn't it be in a museum then? I asked. Maybe the artist decided to just throw it away. Could it be worth something? Then, uh, could serve as a nice conversation piece on the ranch, though. I remember that we started walking toward the strange vehicle at a faster pace at that point. I know that I was excited to get some form of novelty, and perhaps my brother had the same mindset. As our parents didn't allow us to watch cable TV or go on the internet, there was very little we could do for fun. Jacob was a few steps ahead of me and around 10 feet from the vehicle when he stopped and put his arm out to hold me back. He swiftly pulled his rifle into his arms. What is it? I said. Cover your ears, he said. I did as he asked. He fired a few bullets around the vehicle. I felt my pulse begin to quicken. Did you see something? I asked Jacob. I was just trying to scare any animals out of it, he said. Oh. Yeah, sorry if I scared you there, but... What? He had turned from me and was looking in the direction of the art project car. He turned pale and took a few steps back. I looked where he was looking. The art project was moving. It had risen itself up on the few legs that it had. As its legs were of different sizes, it stood at a tilted angle. Its three eye stalks were pointed directly at us, and when it stood, we could see something that the grass had concealed before. Two enormous pinchers stuck out of the front bumper. Maybe it's just an animatronic of some kind, I said. Want to bet your life on it? Jacob grabbed my hand and started pulling me back with him. Remember what dad taught us about most predators. If we don't act like prey, they won't treat us like prey. Come on, that thing can't be real. If you saw one of the demons in the books mom showed us, Would you think it wasn't real? What? You think that thing's a demon? It very well could be. Just keep backing up. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I pulled out the cross around my neck with my other hand and held it out to the creature. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul my brother pulled out his crucifix as well and began reciting with me. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. We continued reciting various prayers and waving around our crucifixes. The car beast continued to lurch toward us. We heard the groans of bending, twisting metal as it did. And since the creature was larger than us, Each one of its steps was worth four of ours. It would soon be right on top of us. Why isn't it working? I swung my crucifix around harder and began screaming. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy. Mary, stop. My brother grabbed my hand tidily and looked from me to the beast and back. Just, just run. I can't just leave you. If you don't leave, it will get both of us. Just go. Tell our parents what happened. He let go of my hand, grabbed my head, and brought my cheek to his lips. I love you all. And so I went. I let go of his hand. Ran towards and into the woods And didn't look back But I still heard my brother's fight With the car beast behind me There came the sounds of gunshots Glass shattering Metal twisting and the screams and yells of my brother As the beast presumably attacked him When I got back to the ranch house I told my parents what happened through the sobs and tears. We armed ourselves further with guns, bibles, and crucifixes, and returned to the field. We found nothing. There was no sign of the car beast ever having been there. It had somehow left no markings in the ground where it had walked. The grass where it had laid wasn't flattened. And worst of all, there was nothing left of my brother. We found no blood, no clothing or possessions. And worst of all, no body to bury. Night After Night I have been praying to God and asking him to bring my brother back. As of now, my prayers have not been answered. Is God purposely ignoring my pleas, or is he as powerless against this demon as I am? thank you all for listening to tonight's episode of Clancy Pasta. I really hope you enjoyed. If you did, I would really appreciate it if you would give the video a like, subscribe for more, follow me on Twitter at Clancy Pasta, and thank you to all of my supporters across Patreon, YouTube members, and Anchor. And if you'd like to uh, get ad-free narrations, you can just become a $1 a month patron. Huge props to the author for writing such a spine-tingling tale and I hope you all have a great night. Cheers.